Hello and welcome to this week's Sports Girls podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty. We have another jam-packed show with reaction from the weekend's All-Ireland Junior Football semi-finals and we preview this weekend's Camogie semi-finals. This season, it's more players' voices and less punditry. The weekend was a special one for the GAA with the 100th anniversary of Bloody Sunday. We remember the 14 people that went to a match and never came home. So we start with Camogie and the results from the weekend. In the intermediate semi-finals, Down beat Meath 14 points to 8, while Antrim defeated Leash 14 points to 3. In the Premier Junior All-Ireland semi-finals, Cavan overcame Roscommon 216-216 and Armagh defeated Tyrone 210-234. Now this weekend it's the All-Ireland Senior semi-finals and we have a double header in Parky Cueve on Saturday. At 12.30 it's the meeting of Cork and Kilkenny and Clare's Emer Kelly looked ahead to that game with Sports Talk's Tom Brown. I suppose looking back in your game against um, Cork a couple of weeks back, uh, competitive first half but the early goal in the second half, especially after all the work you were after doing, uh, was a real sucker punch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose, you know, we were probably conscious of that to you know, try and keep a clean sheet. And I suppose really the first half, it was good. Um, probably, you know, with the wind, would have liked to go into halftime up, I suppose, um, being honest about it. And probably looking back, you know, you need to take your chances, um, especially when you're you're playing a team like Cork. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, you know, things that we've worked on, I suppose, we're always looking for progress um, in Clare at the moment, especially the last two years. So I suppose that did kind of, you know, come to the fore in the first half. And, you know, I think even we, we responded relatively well to the first goal, um, start of the second half. But, you know, like if you give, you know, a team like Cork any bit of leeway like that, they, you know, they grow in confidence and, and they back themselves to keep going. And, and, you know, they're used to winning as well. Yeah, but you looked a different side than you did last year. You looked a lot more kind of balanced and a lot more structure in your play and stuff like that. Um, was there anything that you've done over the, say, last 12 months? I know it was difficult with the pandemic to kind of improve you to actually get uh, qualification for the quarterfinals. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think we've put in an awful lot of work behind the scenes. Um, you know, the management that we've had this this year have been, like, you know, second to none. And to be honest, it brings a different belief um, to the team as well that you, you know, you, you, it takes an, an awful long time to really believe that you can, you know, maybe cause an upset or really start um, showing what, what we can do, like in a championship situation. Yeah. And what I was most impressed with by the manager after Jar was he wasn't just settling for kind of uh, morale, morale victories by putting it up to them for 30, 40 minutes. He wanted to. Um, improve the structures, uh, structures, improve the standards within Clare Camogie if you are to make that uh, next level. And th- the good thing about it is you've only a couple of weeks off and you're probably back into the 2021 season with a, a proper campaign now, especially with the team kind of transition a little bit. Just as you mentioned there, like that mindset, it comes from the top, like, and, you know, it's having management that, first of all, they're not saying it for the sake of it. They truly do believe that, you know, obviously getting involved with a county team is massive um, commitment from, you know, management as well as players. And because you wouldn't get involved unless you really believed in a team. And that's been, you know, fed to us for the last year or two from Jer, um is breaking down that mindset, I suppose, really of maybe, not, you know, that doubt that's, that has always been there with Claire. But the last year or so, I mean, that's definitely, um, it, it's it's gone really. And I suppose, like you said, they're coming away from that Cork match like, you know, I know myself, I was I was genuinely gutted. Like, you know, if, if you're not playing, if you don't think you can win, um, going out playing those matches, you know, I, you're not really at much, to be honest. So, and I know that's the same for every single girl that stepped onto that pitch. Like, it's, it's you know, you're there to, to play for Clare. You're there for, to actually, you know, put pride back into our jersey. And, you know, if you don't actually believe that the people around you can beat, you know, the people in the opposition jersey, like, you're never going to progress. And looking ahead then to Cork versus Kilkenny on Saturday, Potty Murray side uh, on the hunt for revenge after last season's defeat in the semis and Kilkenny under rookie manager Brian Dowell and aiming to settle a few scores with, with Cork uh, having been beaten by them the last couple of All-Irelands. Uh, it's going to be close. It's certainly going to be very close. Um, I'm looking forward to watching it, being honest. It's, 
I suppose there, there's kind of two sides of it. Um, Kilkenny probably haven't been overly tested yet. Um, might be fair to say. Whereas Cork, I suppose, you know, they obviously didn't get their championship off to the best um, foot with missing that first game. And I know you can see Potty Murray coming out and saying that, you know, they're very aware of that and they, they're clearly learning from every game and, you know, taking it every game as they come. So I suppose, are they coming into their stage now where they've used the last couple of matches to just build and build and build, which I think they have. Or I suppose Kilkenny as well, like you'd never, ever write them off. They have some fantastic players at the moment, like Anne Dalton there is is absolutely, you know, phenomenal in the way she plays, but also the way she orchestrates everything on the pitch. So, you know, that'll be massive even coming from the league um, into championship. I think they are a different team. But I suppose it'll be how they approach it really. And it's like Genton, you don't really know where you stand until you play the best. And, you know, you would be worried that Kilkenny maybe haven't had any serious challenge so far. And um, with getting straight into the semis is pros and cons to it really. It'll just come down to what comes out in the day because, you know, they've, they've gotten one over on each other many times down through the years. But Yeah, Kilkenny uh, probably a little, coming into the game a little bit undercooked. Uh, like with all the kind of restrictions and regulations and routines you have to go through before game, they won't be used to that kind of uh, atmosphere. Uh, and then obviously the wind and the weather is going to be a factor down in uh, Parker Cueve. Like it was a big factor, I thought, in the quarterfinals. Yeah, like it was It was very strong, um, to be fair, that day in particular. And, you know, you nearly don't realise it until you're running against it in the second half. And, you know, you have 30, 40 minutes put behind you as well. But to be honest, I think you kind of know what you're going to get with Cork. And that's not saying that they can be broken down easy, but you, you, everyone knows their game plan at this stage. Whereas Kilkenny's style is, is probably, you know, a small bit different, to be honest. Probably more direct hurling, but I'll just be interested to see what matchup, you know, Kilkenny will have for Cork and and see how it pans out. But um, they'll have to come with some sort of plan to counteract that that Cork that Cork game plan. Yeah, like Cork have a very dangerous half-forward line. Amy O'Connor, Orla Cronin, uh, very accurate on the freeze and uh, Katrina Mackey who had a great game the last day. How do you think the half-back line of uh, Kilkenny are going to match up against them? It's probably Kilkenny team is not uh, set in stone or we're going to we're going to see a few kind of uh, curveballs thrown in there but for the most part you're going to have the Megan Farrell, Claire Feeling, Michelle Tehan, any of those on the half-back line. It's definitely a, a major threat. Um, absolutely. Like So but I think, you know, when you look at Kilkenny, like they've plenty of experience there and I suppose they won't fear Cork either, which is um, something that's important. But I suppose you would be interested to see will someone pick up Orla Cronin. I know against Claire, like against us, she she dropped very deep and she, you know, she orchestrated an awful lot. You know, would you would you sacrifice one of your own to man marker maybe or, you know, to, to curve her influence? Aside from that, you know, maybe a lot of work needs to come from the forwards in Kilkenny and putting pressure on, you know, the cork backs that they can't deliver that good ball. Um, so it kind of comes from a whole team effort, really, and, and it really does start in the forwards because once those backs um, work the ball out to anywhere in the midfield, you know, you have the calibre of players there between, you know, Chloe Sigerson, Ashing Thompson, who are just looking to deliver decent quality ball to those key, you know, the marquee forwards inside. And if you can stop them doing that at all, I think that's probably your, your, you know, could be one of the best things um, for Kilkenny, I think. And Ashley Thompson then, uh, I noticed we would be a fan of hers in sports talk anyway, but her work rate, but her, her change of pace when she, uh, she kind of, uh, looks as if she's going nowhere and then she just has a little sidestep and a change of pace towards the ball. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing with the Cork team. They're, they know what they're doing. You know, uh, like it's like second nature to them and they play their players very well. Um, you know, I suppose it's probably, you know, it's more of a team team approach to everything they do and that, that pretty much starts, I suppose, in the middle there. They drop back, they be an option off the shoulder, they move the ball again and they be an option again. And Paddy Murray is going up against uh, a Kilkenny side not managed by Anne Downey now. They're managed by Brian mm-hmm. Dowland. So there'll be a little bit of a kind of a, a sideline battle going on between tactics and uh, different things like that. How do you think uh, Brian will do against them? Yeah, like, you know, it, it's a it's a, a big boots to fill. Um from Anne 
but I suppose maybe they might have gone through a, a little bit of um, turmoil or whatever, maybe at the start of the year. And, you know, you'd wonder, would like the, pandem- the pandemic for Kilkenny and, you know, a team like that with a new manager, um, could it have been a positive for him to kind of see what he has in the league and kind of go back to the drawing boards, kind of settle again? And I suppose it's been very open since since the championship started. We all only have a couple of weeks to prepare. There's only so much you can do in that. Um, in terms of developing a style of play so you know that could be a, a struggle for for Brian alright um but you know it could also go in his favor that you know might have bridged the gap there a little bit um that Paddy Murray mightn't have you know had he, he's he has a lot of new players at the moment himself so he's obviously trying to breed them into the team and um you know get them on board and and more matches you play in in the on the Cork team you know the better you'll get the same as any team but maybe might level the playing field a small bit for Brian Dowling coming in there and, you know, only having a couple of weeks to to get to grips with it as long as the other managers. So, you know, he's experienced players and um, it'll be interesting, but, you know, I'd expect nothing less than a, than a massive fight from Kilkenny um, against Cork. Yeah, and, and one thing I know about Kilkenny this year is that their movement of the ball and their accuracy of passing. Uh, with the absence of Katie Power, um, a lot of the other players are going to have to step up to the mark now in these kind of high-pressure playoff games. Uh, who do you think are going to be the, the main dangers for Kilkenny? Yeah, like I suppose, you know, and Dalton, like, without a doubt, um, is will be, but I, I'm kind of guessing she'll, like, she's played in, you know, in a few positions so far, like you saw her inside in a full forward line at the start of the year. Sorry, to start the championship. She could be playing midfield, like you said. She could actually drop back, but she's wherever she'll be, she'll be a threat. Um, I think Denise Gall is just like when she plays well, she's like an absolute joy to watch. Really, she's you know so calm, so composed. Her striking is, you know, she she really can stri- can score from anywhere. So to be honest, I, I think at the moment them two are are probably the biggest ones, but definitely Denise Gall. Um, you know, I, I'm sure Cork are going to have some sort of a plan for her, and you know she'll have absolutely no fear playing playing Cork at all um, and lead from the front. So I'd say you know they could be maybe depending a little bit too much on them, but um, I suppose time will tell to see who who else really steps up. Um, but I'd definitely be be keeping an eye on Denise Golf um, for sure. Okay, we've danced around it enough now. Who do you think is going to make the finals? <laughs> Um, I think this match will be close. I I could probably see Cork getting over the line. Um, and on our other side, I just love to see Tipperary um give Galway a great game and they themselves get over the line. I know they'll be backing themselves. They beat them in the league, but that could be a curse as well. To be honest, um, at the moment, I don't think Galway. That's that. Don't think that's sat, sat too well with Galway. Um this year but I want to say tip but uh, I, th- I think I'm going to have to go with a Cork Galway final and I couldn't let you go uh, without Emer without talking about uh, the mother of uh, Claire Camogie uh, she was really really helpful to us the time we had the summer camp down there uh, how is Breed, Breed McNamara doing? She's absolutely flying it there's no fear of her she's, uh, she's many kilometres um, clocked up now throughout the throughout the lockdown and whatnot. So uh, she's fundraising away and oh sure there's no fear of her. She's she's always busy um and always trying to trying to improve us as well. So um I'll tell her you're asking for her anyway. At two fifteen All Ireland champions Galway tick on Tipperary. Now Waterford's Neve Rocket gave her thoughts on that game to Tom. Neve, just before we review the tip versus Galway game, uh, frustrating day at the office for you a couple of weeks back um in the quarterfinals against Tip. Yeah, definitely frustrating. Um, I suppose that um, we didn't really perform well on the day. And uh, if you're not going to perform well, you have to be at the top of your game. When it gets to knock at stages, there's no room for complacency. So um, if, you're, if you're not at the top of your game, you're definitely not going to, um, get to beat the likes of tip, the likes of top three teams. And I think we didn't really perform well, which is a disappointing is the disappointing state of it now. Like, we didn't perform well at all today, and it makes it a little bit harder than after getting to the quarterfinals the last three years and um, to perform so poorly on the day. 
just kind of let ourselves down, I think we feel. And you did play against the win in the first half there and did perform well in the first half and give yourselves a good platform uh, to play. I thought in the last, say, five minutes or ten minutes of the first half, you played your best camogie when you got the two points to cut the deficit from four to two. Um, what was the yeah, feeling at halftime? Like we were in at halftime and we, I suppose we were after getting um, last, as you said, last 10 minutes and we were after getting two scores on the board. Um, we were, I suppose we were looking forward to after playing against Breeze. We knew it was going to be a hard task uh, in the first half and to keep them down to within two points. We were very, very happy going in halftime, especially going in with a Breeze. It kind of takes a bit of a, a bit of a weight off your back. Whereas if you know you're going in uh, playing against the Breeze, I think it's kind of subconsciously you know that there's, there's a big task ahead. You don't really know what way the other teams are going to play with the Breeze, but some people say that the Breeze kind of, it's a, a game winner nearly for teams, but sometimes it can go against you. Like the ball was skidding along the surface and uh, we didn't really use our ball well. Whereas when we were playing the first half, we kind of worked a bit harder and I used the ball a bit better. I think the ball's kind of holding up on into the forward line as well. And how big of a factor was the wind? Like we were up in the stands and we couldn't get a comparison. It was cold, yes, but we were well wrapped up. How was it down at ground level as regards that uh, breeze that you were playing against in the first half? And then, as you were saying, with the fast pitch surface, it probably was nearly a hindrance in the second. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, it, there would be a 20, 25-yard advantage for someone when you're hit striking into the breeze. You saw Cote Vans point in the first half out in the sideline 65. It was super scored to the breeze behind her and nailed it in between the, the two posts. Um, so it definitely would uh, for a forward or for a shooter it definitely would have been um, uh, been a lot better but their, uh, I suppose their delivery of the ball and we couldn't get the ball really past from our middle third it was kind of broke down there so uh, it was disappointing considering um, we could have got on a bit more ball in the forwards but um, Tiberi had their homework done and they had their tactics right and um, they're just better on the day did you enjoy your role as captain? I know I spoke to a couple of captains this year and uh, it was a difficult kind of mentally draining year on uh, sports stars this year, whether to be training or not training or to be training in groups or not in groups or if there was going to be regular training sessions or you're going to be back in lockdown. How did you find uh, that role in motivating the players to stay uh, stay fit and stay stay the course? Yeah, look, um, I, I suppose I love it. It's just it's a great honour to be to be captain of the team I remember Donal Rourke asked me there uh, two years ago um, the Lismore and Club All Ireland and he asked me to be captain and um, it was he just really I suppose set the seed in my head that what an honour it is to captain your county so it's always something that I'm very very proud of and um, I think that I have such a great group of players around me um, great group of girls that they're always willing to help or are willing to give a hand out um, we're all very very close knit so it's nothing ever really left me I do I suppose I take on a bit too much for myself, but sometimes trying to be a bit of a perfectionist as regards being a captain and a player. And sometimes I have to kind of take a step back and say, no, you need to kind of just focus on yourself. But um, no, they're a great group of girls and uh, something I really enjoy, I suppose, captain my my account. The, advan- the good thing about it is that it's actually not a full 12-month turnaround now that you'll get a break for a couple of weeks and get to enjoy the Christmas and that. And then you'll be back in training, training for hopefully what will be back to normality of a league season, league campaign and uh, into another championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, sure, the league is meant to be fixed to start in February, so I presume people will be going back, you'll be looking to go back at the end of December, maybe the start of January. Um, usually at this time, it's nearly pre-season training first again, so uh, um, I think giving girls a break, maybe going back in the, the start of the new year then, uh, people go a bit fresher and suppose hopefully then we as a group of players that we can really progress progress well from Ogie there's only a short window that you can get you've such young players and a group of players that you can go on and win something or or progress and try to win something and I think now is the time we need to push on and just I suppose uh, utilise everything like that to our advantage We'll preview Tip and Galway um, honing in and Galway I suppose first uh, reigning All-Ireland champions and in many ways the Liverpool of Camogie is there. Such a they're in such a prolific form and they have multiple attacking threats. Um, they'll head into this one as favourites. Yeah, definitely. Um, they're they're a serious outfit. Um, they're the team to beat. Um, they're 
all across the field, they're just, they're super. You even look at their subs bench, like Katrina Gorm can, um, like, you know, Lorraine Ryan, like, looking at the looking at the sideline and if you're playing on the first 15 you see those people itching to come on you're like I really want to hold on to my jersey you know um they're brilliant and I think as you as you mentioned earlier they have so much different attacks threats and their backs are just as good we played them last year in the quarter final and we put up a good performance for 40 minutes and we kind of ran out of the steam after that but their backs Shauna Healy Emma Hillebert um Tara Kenny's back after injury last year uh, Sarah Darwin, you know, they're all just super, super players, super athletes. Yeah, that's why I kind of mentioned them as being similar to Liverpool in the sense that they kind of have a full team, full of panel of players like Eva Donahue in midfield. They're like the, the attacking threat that I see them having is Ashton O'Reilly, Carrie Dole, and Neve Kilkenny. And breaking into the side now again is a two point specialist, Rebecca Henley. And I didn't even mention Neve Hanafi, and it's like just quality at every turn. What from playing against Tipperary, do you think the Tipperary backs are going to be able to kind of, you won't stop all of them, but at least stop enough of them to give them a chance of winning? Yeah, definitely. They're, even I watched Von McGraw last year in the in the Ashburn and she was just unbelievable. Like she was player of the match in free well and fine. Everywhere you look, there's going to be a class player. There's going to be a great player, even a good player to come on. So um, it's going to be very, very tough for... <clears throat> Tipperary Tipperary have some very very good backs they've Claude Cork um, Ian Lockman um, you know um, Mary Ryan is just a phenomenal player you know she's she'd make any county team in in the country uh, Ethan McGrath one of the captains this year you know they're all very very good hurl well able to hurl well able to hold their own and I suppose Tipperary will be looking at nullifying their players to a certain degree but also kind of playing their own game I think uh, to stop the likes of Galway, you really just need to work from your forwards back, and I think that the to stop the good ball going to their forwards. It appears to me from t- looking at Tipperary that they're a, a better balanced side than last year, and they're a little bit more mature, and they've got a couple of leaders in around the forward line, midfield, and uh, back line. They're very well balanced. Tipperary are all over the field, like you're not relying on one or two players. Obviously, they have their standout players, Mary Ryan, and you've Tracy's flying this year. Um, Court Van, Nicole Welch, uh, the two Fridays still come on to the get onto the team. They come on at half time. Do you know they're they're super super group? But I do think that no matter what kind of team it is in the in the country, it's you're really up against it against Galway. If you're looking at fifteen v fifteen, you're looking at teams on a paper. You'd have to you'd have to tip Galway. Um, it is a mountain task. But uh, if to really bring that really fight and that real doggedness and um, a, a great intensity then you, you never know who's going to come out on top it's going to be a difficult conditions the weather isn't ideal it's not summer weather how big of a factor is that especially when you talk about working hard it's hard for the wing forwards wing backs to be up and down the field with the same amount of energy and getting onto good ball and giving good quality ball in yeah definitely like you know um, two powerhouses of Aoife Donahue and Nicole Kenny in midfield like you know I presume they'll be personally going up and down the pitch and they'll give any any midfield duo for Tipperary uh, a, a tough day, but they know they'll have the work cut out. Um, the wind is a good fact, is a major factor in it. Um, I think you have to go out with, a, I suppose, a different tactic or a different mindset. Um, and you can't be too defensive uh, uh, against the wind. Um, you have to kind of play off the front foot, but it does have an effect, and um, it can be the win or losing the game if you don't play your cards right or if you don't use the ball right. I think these two teams. Um, I have great use of the ball, great skill set, and they always look for the bear in the best position. And um, I think that's a uh, that's the way that's I think Galway do that. They work it through the lines, and uh, Tipperary are doing that in uh, in places as well uh, against us. So um, they're used to the ball. I don't think there'll be any fear them whether they're playing with the wind or against the wind. Sir Devon and Cartavan uh, are looking like they're going to be the matchup. Uh, it was an interesting battle there, just looking at the matchups the last day, but that's going to be something that you kind of nearly have to be at the game to watch that kind of a battle. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, like, Court is so, so slick. She's flying it again this year. You know, she's her striking is just the best striker without doubt in the country. Uh, caught the van striking is uh, easily. Uh, either side, left, right, doesn't really matter. And I give her a chance for free and she'll nail it every time. Sarah Darwin again, a complete and utter leader. Um, you know the way she talks, the way she commands the girls around in the back line. 
um, you know, playing in the forwards and playing against it, you know, she really is just a phenomenal leader there. And that uh, it'll be interesting to see now. Will Will Galway put a man marker on to court? Will they? Because court came out around the middle of the field last time. She kind of floated in from full forward out the way, kind of got on a little bit of wall. So I presume that that God will want to keep Sarah Darvin on the edge of the square and keep her there, keep the house safe with Sarah Healy in the goal. And maybe that uh, one of the likes of Shauna Healy or, or uh, Tara Kenny or someone like that can would pick up um, court the van. I'm just looking at then Rebecca Henley, uh, as I said in the kind of intro though, two-point specialist now with the sideline cuts. How big of a kind of a mental factor is that going to be for both sides, Tipperary against them and then um, the management as to whether to start Rebecca or not the next day? Yeah, look, um, like she's serious, serious. The two sideline cuts are just unbelievable and you don't really see it that often in in Camogie and uh, she's been in there as a team she's kind of been a, a name mentioned with Galway over the past couple of years you know um, she's a serious serious player uh, whether she'll be coming in wing forward or will she be starting centre forward I, I'm looking forward to seeing what um, what way um, Carl Murray decides to set up against Karen Kennedy Karen Kennedy is centre back for Tipperary and um, any team you play against, she's always one of the first names on the. Any time the people play against Tipperary, she's always one of the first names on the sheet. Um, she's really an attacking centre back. She's well able to sit. She's well able to go. And I suppose with the protection of Mary Ryan behind her, she has the freedom to go forward. She scored a goal against us, driving forward, and um, she's a super athlete. So, um, she's one of the reasons how how Tipperary get the ball into the forwards, and how the quality of ball she brings into the Tipperary. Um, the Tipperary forward so it'll be interesting to see who who they put against her The Camogie Association as a whole they're, they're a phenomenal job like they, do, they run a very good show Camogie obviously is a harder game to play than ladies football and maybe that's why that there's not uh, more playing but it's an absolute fantastic game to watch Obviously it's a, a bit more of a, a skill set involved in it I think football would be a, a different game to compare to it it'd be a lot more physical a lot more running um, I play a bit of football myself now and I wouldn't say my kicking is the best now so I wouldn't say that there's no skill in football at all now it's, it's a tough thing to be able to kick the ball over the bar Who are you going to predict? Who are you going to put your neck on the line and say he's going to win? Galway And then I'll just quickly ask you on the K- Cork Kilkenny obviously these two teams have met each other a couple of times in the last couple of years Cork having the better of them um, in recent times who would be your gut feeling that's going to get over the line and get to an All-Ireland final there? Uh, it'll be a tough one to to decide on now. Um, it'd be a very very tight game. Um, I do think that uh, Cork might just have this, uh, a small edge on Kilkenny. Kilkenny will be still a serious serious team, and uh, it'll be very very close. But um, I think Cork are probably hurting after the Galway game. Um, hurting after the defeat to that. So I'd say they're going to bottle that and try come out with a big performance now in the semi final. And that will then lead them probably to a All Ireland final matchup uh, by your predictions against Galway. Who would you fancy to win the All Ireland in the last four? Uh, fancy Galway still. I think they're still the team to beat. Um, I think they haven't really been tested by Cork in the round robin stages. So um, it'll be interesting to see now what kind of tests will be given in in against Tipperary. And um, I just think that they're just the team to beat. And I think that from 1 to 15, 1 to 20, 1 to 25, they're just so well balanced. And um, even me and myself and Beck Harton were talking about, she, she wrote to me there uh, about two weeks ago before the before the Galway game um, against Cork. She goes, did you see the Galway starting team? <laughs> so uh, we'll be always checking in on us. But um, no, they're super, super outfit. And I, I think that they're, they're the team to beat anyway. It's the one thing I do notice about the Camogie, say the players, they have great admiration for each other, like in the different teams they're playing. There's no real um, kind of, I wouldn't say hatred, but uh, there's no real kind of uh, animosity towards each of the players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they get on great. Like even we weren't on the All-Star trip last year and um, uh, it's to laugh about it now. Uh, we were playing Galway in the quarterfinal and uh, um I was at the away in the free off Sean Healy, but Sean Healy was at the pushing me in the back after it. And I was kind of jumping. I was at the win the free, but it looked like I flattened Aoife Donahoe at the time. And uh, <laughs> it looked bad now because Aoife didn't see me coming. She didn't see Sean pushing me, but it was only ammonia merged on the way home then after it. And the bus, Sean Healy said, oh yeah, I actually pushed me, wrap it into you. 
and because Aoife was kind of calling me every day under the sun but when we met on the All-Star tour then it was all great laughing it was all all funny we're great friends now like you know and uh, I think there's a lot of admiration I think it's hard it's sometimes it can be tough being a, a theme player in sports but uh, I think the girls have a lot of admiration for each other um, I think once it's, it's kind of left on the pitch you kind of you try your best on the pitch what's left on the pitch after that yeah, that's that's one thing about the pandemic has probably shown everybody that maybe the seriousness of everybody's putting into kind of sports and that it's just a bit of fun at the end of the day. And like there's a lot of respect amongst each of the kind of players uh, from each of the counties and that. And it teaches you to kind of humble you a little bit and uh, come back down to kind of the more basic things, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. It does. It would teach kind of humble you. And I suppose it would. Because uh, um, always there's never any animosity between any of the any Camogie players that I've seen anyway. Um, so it's kind of one big community like like the GA is as a, as a whole through the pandemic and everything. And um, it's one big community at the end of the day. In football, the results from the weekend, the All-Ireland Junior Football Semi-Finals, Fermanagh 4-10, Limerick 4-3. After that game, I spoke to Fermanagh manager Johnny Garrity and forward Joanne Doonan. Joanne, an All-Ireland final, I suppose at the start of the year, that probably was the aim for you. You've come so near and yet so far over the last couple of years. Yeah, 100%. I know we've been there before and I suppose people might have said that would stand us. And of course it does. Like We try to use the experience and learn from our mistakes. But every year's a new year. Like and, you know, Wicklow and uh, Limerick were down this year. So you never know what you come up against. Like So, uh, look, we take every game as it comes and we're just very fortunate to get there again. The start this year... Not different than last year's. I was at that game, the Division 3 semi-final against Limerick. A fantastic game. You came from behind. This time round, you made that start and that was the start that you needed. Yeah, I suppose last year, you know, I suppose within nearly the first kick out, we got a goal against Limerick and we just kind of fizzled out in the first half and we had a massive gap to kind of come back from. We learned this year that we knew like it was going to, you'd have to come from the first whistle and I think that was a big focus for us and we did and I suppose the water breaks doesn't help, you know, you kind of stop, start again, you have to do it all over but um, no, we learned a lot, like you said, like we're a close group and we're trying to just kind of keep pushing on, learn from the mistakes, even if it is a new group, it doesn't matter, you know, we're still kind of reiterate the points that we kind of want to focus on and we stick to the process and that's kind of what got us over the line today. The water breaks do have a huge bearing on the game because if you've got the momentum it kind of stops the momentum and if you're the team behind it kind of gives them a breather. I suppose in November do we really need water breaks? I know it's hard It's hard to know. Sometimes you do be crying out for them and then other times you'd be kind of just wanting the game to go on but oh, look, we have to do what we have to do and we just kind of I suppose control the controllables and that's not something that is in our control so we just go with it like but uh, I suppose it gives us a chance to regroup and then go out again like uh, so no yeah it's good you've navy on you today navy against carlo not against wicklow so is it a good omen now for you are you going to wear navy in the final if you can um i'm not too sure i think we'd love to win i suppose in our green and white colors like but um oh, no it makes no difference to us we just go out like that's not the uh, important thing so just trying again focus on the process focus on playing to our strengths like and that's all we worry about What's the difference between this year and last year, apart from playing championship in November? But <laughs> um, I suppose I don't know. There's a new group, like and again, we have that kind of build together. And I suppose Johnny and the team have been here another year, so it's just to kind of add on. And anyone that's complimenting that coming in this year, um, it's just brought new strengths to the team. And I think we're just kind of wanting to focus on that. Um, but no, we're just trying to keep striving on and keep pushing on again. We just want to get back up to intermediate like we were back in 2014 and I suppose aim to push on at that. Like So that's a massive focus for us this year. And the fact is as well that you're playing Division 3 football so you're playing at a higher level of league football as well. Yeah, 100%. I think we're a very young team and I think for a few of the older ones that were there when we were in intermediate a few years ago knew the difference in the standard and you know we want to get them girls that experience and you know it's like you play better teams you end up playing better yourself you know so you want to play against them them tougher teams and they kind of push yourself and you know you learn a lot quicker doing that so that's what we want yeah Wicklow they're going to be different hard to gauge from your first championship game you've got them now in the final Parnell Park yeah 100% luck like you know obviously that was their second game when we had played them but they're going to progress just like we've progressed like so it's very hard to know you know we're not going to take anything uh, for granted like and just because we've been there before doesn't give us any anything over them like so uh, we're just kind of focused on ourselves over the next two weeks kind of work on our process and kind of work to our strengths like we said and look we've made the mistake before of you know worrying too much about 
about different teams and stuff like that. We just have to focus on ourselves this year and kind of get over the line. Fermanagh don't have a great record in Crow Park, so I suppose it's a good thing that it's not in Croker this year. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is, yeah. We haven't had the best of luck in Crow Park, so maybe this is something to kind of stick with. But I don't know, again, like a look, another thing out of our control, we're not worried about it too much. In the end, seven points the difference, but your first half display definitely laid the foundations for that win. Yeah, the foundations certainly give us a... a a healthy advantage I suppose you would call it to uh, hold on to and we managed to do that um, I don't think we, uh, we were ever closer than seven points so um, I suppose from that perspective there was a certain element of comfort but it didn't feel like that at the time um, certainly Limerick threw everything they had at us and uh, you, you know we had to defend with um, with some real quality at times and, and also depend on uh, the goalkeeper to make some really big saves as well so all things considered, um, we're just delighted to get through a really, really stern test from a very, very good team. Yes, I was going to mention Shauna. She pulled off saves at key times because Limerick did get in and they had their chances. You can't say that they didn't have chances throughout the game. No way. Um, you know, they've got a lot of very strong players, a lot of direct uh, runners, and, and that certainly asked a lot of questions of us. They opened us up on a few occasions, and uh, and that's something that we'll have to look at at training. But, um, you know, we know that with, uh, with Shauna Murphy, we have got one of the best goalkeepers in Ireland and uh, you know I, I firmly believe that and it's, it certainly showed today she had a fantastic performance um, building on a, a, an equally good performance the last day out against um, Carlo. You were 12 points up at the break but you always knew that Limerick were going to come back in they were always going to have a purple patch. Yeah and, um, and we certainly expected that uh, so it was very much a case of uh, making a count when we had chances and defend them with, uh, with discipline and um, and we managed to do those things and thankfully, as I say, we, uh, we, we maintained something of a cushion until the end and, uh, and got over the line. You mentioned discipline and that's exactly what your side had today. You were very disciplined. It was a very disciplined performance. Yeah, but it's easy to, to look disciplined when you get off to such a good start. Um, everything that we uh, we done today was was built on the foundation of uh, you know that blistering first 10 15 minutes so uh, we had to show a bit of discipline after that absolutely and uh, I'm delighted with the gears that we've done that there's been a lot of work at training to, in, into ensuring that we play with composure and uh, I think that showed today yeah your division 3 competed very well in that and all Ireland final there were your goals i suppose it's been a good second year and um, we competed well in Division 3. We're back in the All-Ireland Final now and um, with an Ulster Final to look forward to the week after the All-Ireland Final. So all in all, it's been a very successful year and we hope we can certainly add the, the icing on the cake whenever um, you know these two finals come to pass. The league semi-final here last year, mm-hmm. the start that you made in that game, was it something that you thought of today that you can't do it this time around? Yeah, that that was a consideration, absolutely. We were 11 points down at half-time, and I think it turned to 12 points very early in the second half. Um, so then, I suppose, the, the shoe was in the other foot today when we were 12 points up at half-time. Um, that was something we were conscious of. We, we knew that the game wasn't over at that. Um, we came back last year from it, and we were determined not to... Uh, not, not to um, see the same thing happen to us this time round. So um, we were delighted that we uh, avoided that eventuality. In the other semi-final, Antrim 3-10, Wicklow 7-11. Tom spoke to Wicklow manager Mick Murnahan. The Kildare man has Wicklow flying in his first year in charge. Mark, absolutely very, very impressive display there by uh, Wicklow in that game. Um, you must be very pleased to get to the All-Ireland Final in your first season in charge. Yeah, delighted. Um, delighted for the players especially. Uh, they, they put in a, um, a good shift there the last couple of weeks. The last three weeks have been brilliant in training. Um, we were, uh, it was good, 7-10 in an Ireland semi-final, um, it, it, it's great score and a look, um, we won by 13 or 14 points I think, so uh, happy all round, yeah, delighted. And very very noticeable in the first half, it's one-touch football, you got a couple of scores of uh, girls just not taking the ball in tackles, just looking up, giving the ball on, moving the ball quickly inside, and the inside four line were deadly. Yeah, um, that's what we kind of bring in. That um, it's 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 just quick football, pass and move, pass and move. And if you keep it out of contact, and um, there's always a chance of getting through. And we have the right players around the middle third and half forward line to do that work. And then the players inside, they they all the three of them know where the goals are. So um, look, it's 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 coming along nicely that the um, the team play. But um, as I said, I was happy enough. To, the forwards were ruthless enough in front of the goals. And you still have strong running players there with uh, Sarah Jane Winders at number three, and if Gorman well able to run with the ball when you need to take it on and uh, attack the players uh, with run, run ball. 
Yeah, the, um, like Eve is brilliant. Um, at the time when she got to Simbin, we kind of lost her shape and we missed her presence in midfield. Um, but she's a great runner attacking. Sarah Jane is just she's brilliant. Um, you can play her anywhere on the pitch. Um, she's one of these players that has absolutely everything, and she's always up for the ball, she's taking right options. And um, look, they're, 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 they're two brilliant players with the ball and, and obviously without the ball as well. And Sarah Hogan in the half back line were playing very well in the first half. Sarah came off there. Is there any injury? Where are you just resting? Uh, no, the, uh, Sarah's fine, 100%. Um, as I said, we, uh, we could only play 15. Uh, the other girls that are, are, are on the bench are absolutely chomping at the bit, so we had to kind of be fair. And like we've used five subs in every game this year, and, uh, and it's important to uh, give, uh, use the squad rather than just 15 players. And how are you going to prepare now for Man? I had a nice win over. Um, yeah, and a nice win for uh, for Mana. Uh, how are you going to prepare for them in two weeks' time? Um, we, we we played them already in the group games. Um, it was a kind of a crazy match with the weather. Um, for Mana are a good team. They're in the final last year as well. Uh, we we will prepare for them, but we'll be kind of looking after our own house for the next two weeks. Kind of touching up on a few things, and um, and uh, we just go from there. But look, so we're all looking forward to it. Um, it's Saturday week and just can't wait for it and of course uh, they had a big win as well there but you, you were a little bit wasteful in the first half teams are always going to score against you 3-10 um, but you will be have, if it was a negative they just wastefulness in the first half before you got those two goals just before half time yeah we were um, but look we're working on a lot of shooting and obviously scoring goals in, in, in training but uh, I was happy that the players were creating the chances I, I know they're they, they probably just they're outside their scoring zone but we have the calibre of players that can kick a point from 34 yards but um, uh, we'll, t- we'll touch up on a few things um, as I said you can't give out the forwards after scoring 7-10 in a match so look um, there is a few things we touch up on but we can try and keep it all positive and just for our manager followers on Sportsock how will you prepare yourself or how will you unwind from the game today uh, what's your tactic for the next couple of days uh, in preparation and coming down from uh, winning the semi-final um, look, we'll, we'll be back in Tuesday night and um, I'll, I'll sit down, I'll, I'll watch, I'll take a day off today, I'll be doing a bit tomorrow just watching uh, this game again and um, plan the session, we'll make sure players are okay, recovery and then with the match on um, Saturday week, um, it's 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock Saturday, I, I, I coach an under 6s team in Moorfield on a Saturday so I won't get to Saturday morning off for that but look, I, I can't wait, especially for the players, um, they deserve to be in an Ireland final and um, I just hope that they um, enjoy the occasion but don't let it get to them. Next up is Sarah Jane Winders. She gave Tom her views on teaching during the pandemic and Wicklow reaching the All-Ireland final. Sarah, what is it like to be in a Christmas All-Ireland? Oh, it's surreal, really. Just to be in All-Ireland in the first place is mad and then to be in one during this, is, it's going to be one to remember anyway. Um, it's mad. Normally, I'm at home, we're getting ready for Christmas and everything like that, but it's kind of, the focus has changed now to... Um, football orientated so uh, it's good it's something different but it's definitely it's definitely a nice one anyway and especially with the results yesterday and the kind of day the GEA had yesterday with uh, Tipperary and Cavan winning and the bloody Sunday uh, commemoration everybody is envious now of all the teams that are left back in the championship that are yeah it's mad like um, it was just such a weekend and the amount of people that are talking about GEA today and um, it's it's bizarre everything that's, that was happening just kind of at the weekend but um, it kind of brings back to when County was decided to go ahead, even though we were going into level five. Um, like when that decision was being made, I was obviously longing to for it to for County to still go ahead. But a lot of people were like, "Oh, people's businesses have to show. It's not really fair if the GEA go ahead. Like it's a bit stupid." But um, I, I I was kind of I felt kind of selfish or guilty then, like with, with, with everything going ahead. But I think people are starting to see how important it's been during the lockdown and just keep spirits high to kind of keep a light at the end of end of it all and just to have give people a focus so we're looking forward to something and we're looking at dates instead of every week coming and going and no one knowing a date but um so it's been nice it's um it's it and there's a it's mad the the fixtures and the way they have ended up with the, with the men's like football it's just it's surreal but um that's great it has such a buzz and it has that community feeling and like we're kind of in a little bubble here in Ireland but um, it's it's a nice one. 
training in the lockdown and uh, the different kind of emotions that, that you'd go through from training and not training and not training in groups or whether if you're training enough. Uh, obviously, no challenge games or kind of league this year. Uh, your performance yesterday uh, right throughout the team was uh, very, very solid and you seem to have a very good structure. Yeah, um, it was kind of with the three-week gap and no challenge matches, it was it was a bit hard to, to tell how we'd perform. Like, everyone's been training really, really well and the intensity's been great. But uh, we've never kind of went so long uh, with training sessions and like night after night you know like uh, in a row we've always had challenge matches at the weekend our manager's great for uh organizing those and we've always been blessed with so many so those three weeks it was we felt like it would would drag and uh would actually flew by when you're when you're preparing for semi-final it's easy enough to get out and train but um everyone's just kept the intensity up and we just tried to to play like we train we we train and and hopefully things would work out and uh, worked out well enough for us anyway and how are you enjoying working with Mark I know it's his first season in charge and kind of a difficult season for him as a manager but um, how is he he seems to have you up and going well he came in last November I think was when we started training and um, he got like you know brought, he was welcoming towards new players and um, which was great and people you know uh, felt you know felt comfortable coming up and it was good to kind of get new additions and things like that and then um, I think he managed um, like over lockdown as well, trying to do things as well as we could, and kind of he has a quite a professional structure to it, um, which has been nice. Um, so when that stopped, it was it was tough enough, um, and it was a tough job. Then he had he he hasn't had it easy this year with um, after lockdown. Joe, which just Tin Healy going so well um, in Leinster, which was great, and like, he kept made it such a positive thing um, that they were doing so well and that's uh, that's why he was fighting hard which is a good complaint to have I suppose and then with girls from Fox Rock Cabin Tooley too um, they were doing well too and then just the COVID has kind of been one thing after another but he stuck with us and even on the rainiest of nights when we were low on numbers maybe with um, other people playing in Leinster Club he like he wants to get going you don't you forget, you'd forget that there's there's low numbers because his train has been has been good and you're learning from something from them and he's um you're, you feel like you're really getting something from it and he keeps pushing you and pushing you so um he's fair play to him he's been doing a, a great job and he's got us to an all-around final so um yeah no it's been he's it's been a good year so far so and you get pizza after the game which is not bad <laughs> Yeah, great, great nutrition. Um, yeah, the last two games we've had Domino's. It's been it's a nice thing, I suppose, because we've been getting uh, obviously the, the proper meals after um, our trainings, and to get a, a couple of slices of pizza after uh, a little victory is um, it's nice, you know, and it's kind of it's a little pat on the back as well. How have you coped yourself during this uh, lockdown um, with playing and a, a primary school teacher? It's not easy for the teachers now. Um, you're kind of taking a leap of faith going into the classrooms uh, with all the regulations and that, but you still have that, that kind of fear of uh, getting the virus. Yeah, like I in before September came along, like I was, I was not gonna lie, I was, I was quite fair, I was fairly like nervous of it because I'd just been in my own little bubble, seeing my own food people um, around, and so when the schools were going to reopen back up, I. We had no idea kind of how it was going to go. Like, will it be closed down like quickly enough, or how like how will we catch up with all the work that we missed out on? Um, and like I was kind of being like going into it. Look, I'll probably have to get tested several times. Probably like isolating like on several occasions. Um, and I didn't. I couldn't imagine. I I I was um I. I struggle to see how we get so much learning done uh, with all the new reg- regulations in place in the classroom and things like that. But um, the kids have taken it in their stride and um, like they got, it's just in their routine now. So we wouldn't, it, not much time would be taken um, with, but it doesn't take too much time to kind of sanitize their hands and clean things and sanitize the classroom and things like that. So um, it, it's actually been it's been normal normal enough like you know it's it's a new normal I suppose and uh, everyone has adapted really well but um and like I, I, I work in a small school too so I wouldn't be maybe as worrying as working in a bigger school um but yeah just kind of taking it day by day and uh, dealing with whatever is in front of you um and just trying to normalize it in front of the kids is the most important thing and trying not to let people get too stressed out about, about which is kind of keeping people as healthy as we can. 
how are you adapting to being at home after a game rather than uh, going out in a celebration few uh, bonding sessions we call them after uh, getting the to the All-Ireland final yeah it's mad it's, it's a little bit of an anticlimax but sure like it's a uh, we've we've uh, a bit there south there we have sorry um, we don't have much to be complaining about if that's what we're going to start complaining about no uh, no parties afterwards but um I suppose it's it, like you get home and every time it's nice with the lives and things like that, I get home and um, the dinners on the table from my mommy and um, I just put the match on and it's kind of nice to try to, it gets you more analytic, like you're more analytic of, or, uh, uh, sorry, that's a bit of a mess. But can well, we start I, that question I, I'll again? I'll edit sorry. it, don't worry, I'll edit it. Oh, all right, okay, sorry. Analytical. Yeah, um, you're you, you're able to analyze your performance kind of straight away, so which gets you kind of fixing your mistakes, and um, it kind of gives you a different perspective on your fo- performance. Um, and uh, so it's it's it would be nice to kind of chat to the girls, even the journeys home. Um, not being in a car full of girls, um, is different because you know you love to get like chat about match. Um, so just kind of you just be texting people and things like that, um, trying to kind of get people's feelings and. But then spirits are, you kind of keep the spirits up um, and you do kind of get each other excited through, through that and talking about the match. And, and when you have to sit back and be like, we actually are in an all-iron final, it's, it, you can't get to celebrate it um, like you normally would. But um, I suppose it's good and uh, maybe it's keeping people um, better at recovering and things like that and keeping the bodies fresher because people have to, they have nothing else to do only look after the bodies, I suppose, when you when you get home from the match. So I suppose there's pros and cons to it all. But um it's different, but it's uh um it's great to be it's great to be even the playing the matches. So I suppose we're um we're thankful of that anyway. And a special mention has to go to the inside forward line there yesterday. Maeve Deeney and um, Marie Kelly and we were calling Claude Fox in the box with the three goals. Fending well and you're getting reaping the rewards up front with some excellent uh, sharp shooting finishing. Oh, definitely. They're absolutely flying, those three girls um, inside. And it's great to see. Um, like, obviously, when you're when you're working hard to get the, to get the ball up there, you want to, to be getting some rewards. And even though there was a, they, they struggled to kind of find their feet at times in the first half, they just kept powering on and they just, like, was it three goals in some, five minutes or something before halftime, which was brilliant. And um, I suppose we've been seeing that at terrain and we've, like, backs have been, the competition between the backs and forwards has been has been great and when a forward does get an a jaw dropping goal like you're kind of like you'd be raging with the with the backs and you'd be kicking yourselves but then you have to take a step back and look like you have to be delighted because they're going to be doing that in the matches and they have been doing that so um yeah like hats off to them they they've been really they have stepped up so much and it's great to see so happy enough with them <laughs> And for Mana now in the final, won't be easy. Uh, you played them already in the group stages. Um, can you gain anything from that? I know for Mana seemed to be a little bit defensive against you in that first game. Um, yeah, I suppose I, I was talking to people about that, that, that we'll be playing for Mana in the final and we've already played them, but I'd still get quite nervous about it. And um, I was saying that before we found out there was going to be them, I was like, I would be nervous of, of playing for Mana again because the conditions were so bizarre that day. The wind was was just blowing everywhere. It wasn't favouring anyone, um. So it was hard to take anything from that um that game. And the low score nine points to one two. I just felt that no one could really play much football that day. And like when we were playing, I was like, I just want to get. I don't even care if it's a point. I just want to win. Um. So it'll be, it will be harder to take um to take from that. Um. Then, as in comparison to like say Carlo, you'd be more comfortable with how that game went, maybe because the conditions were more normal. Um, so and they're very defensive for Mana too. They're they're a tough team um to get the better of. So um, it's hard to know what will happen on the day, and we just kind of have to set ourselves up in a way that we can try and um overcome them. Hopefully, we'll be out of lockdown. Uh, if you had five. People that you wanted to bring to the final, uh, who would it be? I know that's a tough question now, but um, <laughs> uh, well, my mom and my dad, um, definitely. Um, I have a niece and a nephew, then Harry and Lily May. Um, that 
are yeah they're, they're very supportive and I love a little picture with them afterwards and um I suppose Fiona a girl the, the girl that works with me my, my SNA she's very supportive and uh I'd love to have her there too she's always texting me to see how I'm getting on and she comes with me if I'm ever going to see the, the girls and so she, she knows a lot of the girls on the team as well so those are the five people and lastly, Maeve Deeney told Tom she loves playing in Wicklow's inside line. Maeve, it was nice weather yesterday for uh, football. Uh, how does it feel to be in an All-Ireland final? Oh, it's brilliant. Um, really looking forward to it now. Yeah, yesterday was the perfect day for football. We even said that in the warm-up. A few of us were just, it was lovely to get out there and the sun was shining and everything. It was almost like playing in the summer. So, no, delighted. Really looking forward to the final now. And you must have had a pretty impressive warm-up because... After a couple of seconds, you had the ball in the back of the net with a well-taken goal. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, kind of the the dream start, really, because you, you settle the nerves then and everything when that happens. So, yeah, delighted. It was great. Clodagh got on the ball, set me up pretty nicely. And I knew if I, <laughs> Sarah Miley probably would have killed me if I hadn't got it in the back of the net. So, um, yeah, great start to the game. Settled the nerves and everything got me, got me into it then. Yeah, and the first half was very tit for tat. Like um, Antrim were a good side. Your half backline actually played very, very well, and it gave you a platform up front to uh, get your scores. But you were a, lot, a little bit wasteful in the say middle t- middle part of uh, the first half. Definitely, um, yeah. The, the half backs were brilliant, and attacking setting us up for everything was great yesterday. Um, but yeah, we definitely were a bit wasteful. Uh, I think Antimony had one wide or something. We had we had a lot. I think um, that'll be something we'll come back to in training and everything because it was um, we can't we won't be at, we won't be able we won't get away with that in an All Ireland final. Um, definitely kind of not choosing the best options and tr- maybe. Maybe being a bit selfish at times, all of us will definitely have to look at that and work on that. Slightly contradicting that a little bit in your work up the field with the ball was very sharp. It was a kick out. I think it was your third or fourth point that you got was a kick out. It was, uh, I think it was Jackie Kane who collected it and just looked up, passed it on, passed it on. There was no hop, no solo. It was quick football. And you actually interchanged passes. Uh, I think it was actually you that got the uh, the point. Um, but it was quick football in, in an inside line especially the dangerous inside line that you have, that must be a joy to to know that when you make your run, you're going to get received the ball. And that's exactly, you hit the nail on the head there. That's what we're looking to do. Quick ball up the pitch, like with the likes of Marie and Clodagh inside, they're going to be out in front. Um, exactly, you want that. We want the fast ball in and things are paying off. Yesterday, we created so many chances, so it is it is paying off. You seemed to be well structured. Everybody knew what they were trying to do. Like you had the midfield pairing of Jackie and uh, Aoife who were well able to run with the ball when they wanted to, but they were working back to get back when you didn't have uh, possession of the ball into transitions. That must be a, a joy to watch when you can see from the inside forward line, right, my midfield, my half back line, and Sarah Jane at full back and the full back line are working really hard. So I have to really kind of step my game up in the inside line and take her chances. They're working so hard to to get the ball up to us and yeah, overturning ball, everything like that. You know, you you want to you want to put it away because of the hard work they're doing, definitely. And even like I, I was I watched back over um a bit of the game this morning. I'll finish it now tonight. But um, like the likes of Laura Hogan back in the full back line, just out, like working as hard as he can just to protect our goal. So definitely for the likes of SJ and every all of the backs working working so hard you want to be up there finishing off the great work that they've done and next up for you then is Fermanagh in a couple of weeks time um, they're a team that you've seen already in the championship this year they've been in all Ireland finals they're away from Crow Park and it's how are you going to prepare for them now in the next couple of weeks training will be intense now the next two weeks um, everyone's pushing on we're, we, we know the big task that's in front of us uh, we played them they were actually the last game there we played before the semi and um they absolutely put it up to us we were we were lucky to get away with it that day um it was it was very they made it very hard for us to play our game they they they're defensively set up very well and then they've got their nippy forwards as well they've some class players on that team so um, we'll definitely be up against it but we'll be, we'll be playing our own game and working 
working very hard in training to make sure, of course, you everyone want their position. So hopefully we'll we'll be just pushing each other really and get each other over the line, hopefully. And Sunday was a very emotional day for all GA uh, people with the Cavan and Tipperary win and obviously Bloody Sunday Day commemoration. How does it feel to be uh, one of the teams like that is preparing now for an All-Ireland Championship in, in the year that we're having it? There's a lot of players very envious of those teams right now. We feel so lucky that like, even getting out to training and everything. Like, Of course, you're missing some social sides of things, able to celebrate as, as you would usually. Like Even last night, we were at, we're at home by ourselves celebrating that we're in an All-Ireland final, but we definitely count ourselves so lucky. We um, even getting out to training, you're just it's it's nice to be able to get out of the house and see the girls, and you're and you're you're playing the game you love. Like we are, we're very very lucky. And a couple of months on from kind of dealing with the rules of the pandemic and the regulations, how are you finding that now going training and going to games? Is it become the norm, or is it still a little bit odd? It, it is a bit odd, yeah. But again, like you're delighted to to be able to get out and do it. So, um. And we're very conscious of everything. Like everyone's very careful what they're doing, and like mainly just hope, like making the girls as comfortable as possible as well. Like you want to go into the dressing room, you don't have to. All of that stuff. So uh, the lads have been brilliant, and it is just it's great to get to be able to get out and do it. And the same, like my, it's unfortunate that you can't have fans there and stuff. But like my family are always watching from home and everything like that, and it's it's nice. To, to give people at home something to watch as well. So, um, no, very lucky that we get to do it. And how does it feel to be playing on that inside for, uh, forward line? Like, it's pretty formidable yesterday, Claude Fox and Marie Keeley. Um, have you a good bond off the field? Um, there seem to be a real energy amongst the three of you. Yeah, definitely. We get on very well. Um, we're, it's, a, it's a very enjoyable line to be playing in, definitely. And I think the way we work together is, just seems to pay off like the the style of football really works out very well so um, I'm delighted to be a part of it um, works in my favour as well they're two great runners so <laughs> suits me down to the ground and you hadn't played for a while you were a little bit of a yank there for a while going to college um, playing soccer <laughs> over there that's a dream for many a sports player um, how was that? definitely it was brilliant it was um, the time of my life I would say it was great um, I got like you're basically a full-time athlete, like professional athlete. You're learning. I learned all everything, like the about nutrition, all that sort of stuff. Um, and you're you're living around your football. Like I, I would we were training every day for at least two hours. So um, it was just it was brilliant, a brilliant experience, and um, I learned a lot, and I and I really enjoyed it. So. And then it kind of set me up nicely as well. So at home, and then I was uh, I went to DIT. Then um, I got my master's in DIT from there. So um, it was brilliant. It really, really lucky. Yeah. And, and playing as a professional, say soccer player out there, there's no play a game on a Sunday and take a couple of days off and go back training. It's even if you have a good or a bad game, you're back Monday and you're kind of analysing your performance and back training. So it's it's a little bit different from the amateur status. Yeah, definitely. They um you're you're straight back into it no matter of the result. You're you could have a game on a Thursday and then sure Friday morning you're back on the pitch for a game maybe on the Sunday even so um it, it but it, it's it's nice here as well to, to have the day to reflect on it. It's lovely as well with all the streaming that's been going on. It's great to look back on the game and see where what's done and work work on that as well. We were partying with some of the Thomas Davis girls a couple of years back with the Paddy O'Shea tournament. Um, how is it going from say your native club up to Thomas Davis to play with them? Uh, it's been brilliant. The, I'd say that was some crack there. Um, they're absolutely loving there. So so supportive of me with Wicklow as well. And um, of course it was a massive, massive step, uh, step up in standard really just um, coming from near football with Air Oak here, which was excellent. And we won one championship. Here. It was great. Like, and it was perfect. I had just come home. So it kind of settled me back in, but um, going then to Thomas Davis, the step up into the Dublin senior um, standard was huge there. I think it changed me as a player as well, just uh, 
kind of helped me with even the physicality of my own game. So, no, it's been absolutely brilliant and the girls are excellent up there. And it's I'm, I'm learning a lot about, about my game and just really trying to improve as much as I can. Um, and it's been great for that. And would you have any aspirations of uh, heading to Oz to play professionally there? Have you got the chance or have, had you, have you had a chance? Um, that would be amazing. I, I, definitely, I, I definitely would consider it. Um, I was looking into it a bit last year, just about, about the game yet or anything like that. But that would be an amazing experience. And it's fast seeing all the girls that are going over there and they're doing so well. So Now this weekend's fixtures on Saturday, the All-Ireland Intermediate Football Semi-Final at half one in MW Higher O'More Park. It's Clare versus Meath. And at half four in the Senior Football Semi-Final, Armagh take on Dublin in Kings Pan Breffney Park. And on Sunday at 1pm in the All-Ireland Intermediate Semi-Final, Roscommon play Westmeath in Glennon Brothers Pierce Park. So keep an eye on Sports Talk's social media pages for all the news from the weekend's games. Now before we go I have to mention Tipperary and Cavan's provincial wins over the weekend the scenes in Parky Cueve and at the athletic grounds in Armagh would bring tears from a stone. I'm so happy for Cavan. I can actually say I'm, I'm half Cavan and in particular manager Mickey Graham it reminds me so much of the Mullignac story when Mickey was manager of them in these strange times, it's great to have the GAA to keep us entertained. So, until next week, stay safe and slong a fall.